Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jody Sweeten. Andrea Barber, I can't quite get the singing. I have a, a no. sinus and an ear infection. That's not. Ooh. I know I caught it early, but I, I, I my throat and my sinuses Ugh. are not feeling so particularly no great. No singing today. Well, no, no harmonizing. I, I can, but it's not great. So well, let's. Yeah, I'm going to Sp- say. Please no. spare us that. Please, I'm going to spare you. all of us that that pain. <laughs> it definitely feels like a Monday today. Yeah, very Monday, very wintry with our clearing of our throats. Yeah, although the weather here, you know, not to make anyone feel bad, but it's gorgeous. It's kind of like springtime weather here in L.A. It was almost 80 degrees this weekend. I know, I know. I put my turtle outside. I did not lose him, but I put my turtle outside. He was happy? Um, Oh, yeah, he's he's baking in the sun. Love it. Loves it, yeah. I love that amphibian. I (laughs) love it. Which may or may not be an amphibian, but whatever. Close enough. Yeah, nah. yeah, close in, enough. In Uncle Jesse logic, it's right, an right. amphibian. Right. He doesn't even know what his last name is. So yeah, he doesn't. No, fine. he doesn't know anything. He doesn't. <laughs> um, and Felicity has been officially driving for a week <gasps> now. Oh she my god, that's right. We could go today. Our press day. She was the first day oh. that she drove herself to school. Oh, and I was such a nervous wreck. I was, you saw me, I was like following yeah. her on the Life 360 app, yep. and like making sure she got to school okay. Yep. It's, uh, it's well, I remember my, when my oldest, Tate, got his license, it was during COVID. So he didn't drive himself to school for like a full year. Right. So I didn't have right. all of this worry about, oh, you know, but right. now- And traffic was considerably lighter during that time. Oh, so it was, right. yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot easier for me as a parent to- right. To go through that transition, but now I'm like, oh, but she's yeah. doing great. She's fantastic. No accidents, no tickets, nothing Love yet. Love it. Um, I was a little worried because the day she took her test, 
She got back to the DMV parking lot. You know, you park the car, right, right. you exit the vehicle with the instructor, and then we go inside to get her provisional license, the little piece of paper right. that they print out. And she was so excited. I was so happy for her. We're walking back to the to the parking lot. We get to the car, and I notice that the car is still on, and the windows are rolled down. <laughs> well, how in did the you pass if you didn't turn she, off? Right. The, how was how did my car not get stolen? It's not. I mean, the I the, mean, the the DMV is only the most crowded parking lot in the land. True, but maybe somebody wouldn't quite. Well, I don't know. I was going to say quite be like ballsy enough to steal a car in the DMV parking lot. But then again, I well, eh, I don't know. I don't put anything past anyone these no. days. I was just grateful that, you know, the car was on. It was warmed up for us. I'm and, very uh, glad that your car made it. And I <laughs> would too. love to say that I've never done that, but that would be a lie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have many times uh, just like walked out of my car. Well, especially with the new, like when you have an electric car. Yes. The, the 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 EV is even for a little SUV like my little Hyundai. Just I get out of the car and I'm like, are yeah. you on? What you don't you? hear it. It's, I don't hear no it. And so I'll walk ready. away and it starts beeping at me and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Thank goodness gonna, for those beeps. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You need all. I need all the beeps. It'll all beep at me when my phone beeps. is left in the charging thing. It beeps right? at me if I check park the back wrong. seat. Right. Yes. Which is yes. I leave food back there. Like I'll oh. like bring something home and then I like set it in the backseat and then it's for gone forever. See, that's why they created this new technology where it just right. beeps at you anytime. Right. For every possible For every possible. Well, I mean, it's a good thing too. You know, sometimes you're not in the habit of like putting your infant in the backseat of your car True. and you, you know what I mean? Just saying. Yeah, maybe guys. you've left a dog back there or right. yeah, maybe, a Right, maybe, I mean, yeah. Maybe you have, you know, three kids, three adults and a dog that live in your house and you need to transport them all. Right? <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, thank goodness for modern technology uh, and uh, and all and the, the beeps and all the beeps. We need them as many as possible. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well shall we, we get into today's episode? Let's really do liked, it. I really liked this episode a lot more than I was expecting. Um, with such a Joey centric episode, I thought it was. I thought Why? it was really good. Do you hate Joey? No, but the I mean, typically up until this point, his episodes have been focused on his career, his comedy. Like, I guess I'm thinking of the Phyllis Diller episode, which wasn't my so favorite. You, no so offense you hate to Phyllis, Phyllis Diller. Diller. So you hate Phyllis no, Diller. No. Okay. Got it. <laughs> but you, you hate comedy. I, you know. You hate comedy. I, do, I hate Got comedy. It. I you hate, hate stand up. No. Okay. <laughs> I just, that was just, it, it has nothing to do with Dave or anything like that. It right. just wasn't my favorite um, storyline. Better or worse but, than Sea Cruise. Oh, nothing's as bad as Sea Cruise. Okay, Are you I kidding? just wanted. Well, I was just checking. That, I just didn't know. I title. was like, Sea Cruise. Sea okay. Cruise is forever the worst episode of Full House forever. of all time. Forever. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're really, we're really unhinged. They're like, hey morning. guys, why don't you get to the episode? Joey gets tough. <laughs> Hanging all tough, right. even. Oh, sorry. oh, hey. It's the hey. only new kids oh, title that I know. So I thought I'd throw it in there. I'm proud of you. You remembered. See, slowly, slowly, I'm turning you into a. New Kids fan. That's eh, okay. <laughs> well, welcome back to How Rude Tanneritos. I am Andrea Barber. And I am Jody Sweeten. And today we are discussing season two, episode seven, titled Joey Gets Tough. Ooh. It aired originally on November 25th, 1988. And it goes a little something like this. When DJ is grounded by Joey, she is prevented from attending a karate tournament. Meanwhile, Jesse's band is scheduled to appear on Danny's talk show. It was directed by Jeff Franklin. Oh, mm -hmm. Jeff directing in there. 
Yay. And it was written by Lenny Rips. I, this is why I like this episode so much, because it was written by Lenny Rips. Right? He is gotta one love, of my favorite love writers. Uh, and we have a few guest stars this week. We have Richard Paul returning as the news producer, Mr. Strobridge. Mm-hmm. And then we have Lori Ann Carr as Miss Kadota Fig. I keep wanting to say Miss Dakota Fig. Oh, no, it's Kadota. I think it's is a, it a city? It's a type of fig. Probably a city. Is it? Oh no, I thought I thought it's a type of it's a type of fig, like California avocados. It's or maybe it is I don't know. Is it a is it a city? Is it I don't I know. It's just a type of fig. I don't, I don't eat know. figs don't on know. the regular. So yeah. I don't I, I like I don't figs, really but I've I yeah, maybe I've don't don't never had a Kadota fig. No. Nope. All right. Well, then you're not allowed to be Miss Kadota Fig. You're not you're No, not I will be not be running for that title. So <laughs> But Lorianne Carr, um, she was the Playboy Playmate of the Month in December 1986. That explains a lot about why she's in this episode. <laughs> and she has uh, only two acting credits, Full House, and Mortuary Academy, where she played the role of nurse. So, okay. That- <laughs> okay. I'm not going to uh, say anything. <laughs> you have I'm a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Just being just I, I don't know I just you know me I'm stupid things Keep, never okay. mind well, I'm gonna okay, be nice okay I don't I don't know this person so I'm gonna be I'm just being an idiot it's the okay. it's the Kadota it's the Kadota that really throws me off they needed but, to name that better somehow it's just yeah I, I don't know where this came from but yeah what are, they mention it they say Kadota fig at least like 15 oh times in this episode. yeah a lot were we being sponsored by Kadota figs were they I like were, you know yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, and then we have uh, the Rippers are back, but they're not. Who are these I don't know. Rippers? They said I, that's, they're, I, we'll, they, we'll get there, but I, we'll get there. I was very upset about this rippers. Ripper. Yeah, this Ripper replacement. But you're right. We'll get there. So uh, we start with the teaser in Jesse's room. We see Jesse working out with some dumbbells and right next to him is Michelle, who's wearing the cutest 80s work workout outfit she's lifting these little dumbbells that are michelle sized oh my goodness could this be cuter well okay so i have a question <laughs> what's your question well one the in regards to michelle's outfit her legs are very tan and shiny well, like very shiny i know she's wearing pantyhose <laughs> so and then and then the little leotard and the belt and the thing so what oh. this made me think of is who dressed michelle up and was like, we're going, and why? If the, you know what I'm saying? I assume it was Jesse, which but is why? odd because he's not which wearing. Which is odd because he's not wearing. Clothes. Was he like, we're gonna work out in my room, and I'm gonna put you in a in tight in in pantyhose and a leotard, and we're gonna lift. I, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like, if this was a real family, uh, why is this happening? It's not very anyway, practical. I, mean, again, and if, I, I don't know if, why I ask these questions sometimes, but I was just like, it's very. I didn't even. Why do they make pantyhose? For babies that toddler are that tan. <laughs> well, and if you've I mean, ever dressed a toddler, like they're squirmy. Like, can you imagine putting pantyhose on a toddler? There's no way. <laughs> like they would, like they would just squirm. Uh, and I rip mean, it's those like things. tights. Yeah, I remember wearing tights. My mom loved some oh. loved tights. Love. Oh yeah, yes, love tights. But those, it, they, yeah. Anyway, it was just it, it, that scene. I was like, oh, this is cute. But wait, what if this? Why is this actually happening? You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Anyway. 
It's just one of those typical Full House teasers. It's all about Michelle. It's, it's just a great yeah. sitcom teaser, right? Where you're like, just don't think about why the why why we have baby pantyhose. Yeah, don't think too don't hard about it. it. Yeah, it's just to showcase how cute Michelle cute. is. Her little and, muscles uh, were very cute, though. Oh, it was adorable. It was adorable. Um, Jesse's counting his curls. Michelle's mimicking him. <laughs> And he says, let's see your muscles, Michelle. And Michelle excitedly shouts, muscles, <laughs> while flexing her arms. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, so he proudly proclaims that by day, she's a mere toddler. By night, super baby. And he flies her around the room like Superman and then flops on the bed. Uh, he kisses her on the mouth and says, thank you, super baby. <laughs> and asks again, let me see your muscles. And she holds her arms up. So cute. Very cute. So hysterical that John is the one that they picked for the, like John, non-athletic John is working out in regular right. day clothes. <laughs> right. While Michelle's dressed to the nines. Yeah. In aerobics, aerobic clothes. In aerobic clothes. Yeah. In baby aerobic clothes. I, I thought it was cute. A cute teaser. Um, they were so know, cute our- together that like John and Ashley and Mary Kate were all like, they just, he's always been kind of the baby whisperer and we jokingly say yeah. that, but he, they, they loved him. He was always silly with them and like it just he always had such a cute, sweet relationship with with the girls and they always had so much fun in their little ridiculous moments. Yeah, you can see those bonds that that started early. And yeah, yeah, here we are almost midway through season two. And it's it's strong. That bond is very strong. Yeah. Jesse and Michelle. Yeah. It's it's so sweet. Love these teasers. They're short but sweet. Um, And then we get into the the regular episode. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, everyone is seated in the kitchen at the table for dinner, except for Jesse. Danny compliments Joey on his fried chicken, saying that it could be his most delicious meal of the year. Now, fried chicken? Why is John like Jesse should be here? Fried chicken is it's his all that the Tanners signature. Eat. They, That's all they eat is fried cold it's fried why chicken. They age so well, they're just it's the <laughs> grease on their skin has really uh, kept them young. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, hydrating. You know, yeah, all that really, grease. Yeah, all that grease is just—it's very hydrating. And uh, at least there will be cold leftovers. Yes. I'm sure we'll see those in the next episode. <laughs> Definitely. So Joey appreciates this comment and tells Danny that he was a little nervous at first, but uh, once he drove up to the takeout window, he felt strong. <laughs> Danny laughs and tells everyone it's time to clean up. DJ stops them, announcing that she'll clean up. And this is followed by Stephanie, who says, it's our pleasure to serve you. Mm, Never trust kids who are volunteering to be helpful. Mm -mm. If they come to you and they're like, hey, can I help? Or I got it. You're like, you've broken something. Want something. You've done something wrong. Something is, yeah, something is amiss. Or you're asking for something. So Joey proudly presents dessert by ripping off the napkin that's covering the genuine imitation pudding. (laughs) And DJ declines, saying that she wants to stay lean and mean for her karate tournament this weekend. And then she throws out a karate chop, which this is good continuity. They're sticking with the karate theme for for DJ, a rare moment of continuity for this show. Right. I mean, the karate might not be actual karate, but at least we're keeping a through line. Right. (laughs) Okay. We get credit. We get credit. Where credit is due. Right. She's karate and horses. That's what we know. Yeah. (laughs) That's her whole personality. Karate and And an occasional Stacey Q fan. Ah, yes. So Joey turns to Michelle and says, "Uh, here, Michelle, kung fu this. And he and Danny hold a breadstick in front of Michelle, which she strongly karate chops in half. Uh, Then Joey reacts and says, whoa, attack of the ninja baby. He announces she has broken our dinner. She must pay. 
as he pretends he's a character in a dubbed foreign film where the mouth it was like the Godzilla movies. Uh, right. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> Just like Dave, Dave. I cringed a bit, but that's okay. Well, if you've ever seen the old school Godzilla movies, they were kind of like that. But I get it's a joke yeah. now that may be like, eh, I don't know that we're. Yeah. But I, he was it was making fun of the bad dubbing, not the. Yes. yes. True. Making fun of the bad dubbing, which Dave did did very well. Yes. I thought. Yes. And, and his his sweater, I don't know. That's not Scooby-Doo or like Goofy. I wondered or, if it was Scooby-Doo. It was not. I don't, I don't was, know who yeah. it was, but it was a it was a dog uh, with another dog in a sidecar. And okay. I approve. Yeah. Well, that, that seems very in on brand for Joey. Right. Yeah. Where did you where would one get a sweater like that, though? Like, you know what I'm going to make is a sweater with a dog driving another dog in a sidecar. But I'm going to like know. stitch it onto a nice looking crew neck sweatshirt. <laughs> I have a lot of questions for when we have Gina and Roberta on the show. If right, that ever right. happens. Yeah. I got a lot of questions or, about the or, fashion. Yeah. Brian Mahan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would know. He would definitely know about all of these cardigans yeah, and sweaters. Of which Gia Mahan was named after. That's right. I forgot to mention that on Marla's episode is that Gia Mahan. Yeah. Our, our, uh, guy, our comes wardrobe. From- our Men's wardrobe uh, department was yeah it was Brian Mahan and Bob Squire, yeah that's yes. right. Anyway, and then and then Brian came back to do Fuller yes. House yes. as well. He did. So Danny uh, smirks and turns towards Michelle, noticing that she hasn't eaten a thing. He asks, "Don't you like your potatoes?" And Michelle responds, "Cookie." I do much Joey. the same thing when asked about why I didn't eat my dinner. I just say <laughs> cookie. cookie. You just say cookie. yeah, and just till someone gives me one. <laughs> Joey says, doesn't that chicken look good? And Michelle faces him and repeats, cookie, Joey. Very cute. Then Jesse rolls in hot with his sunglasses on and holding his helmet so you know that he has ridden in on a motorcycle. Obviously in that cardigan, because everyone who who rides a, who rides a motorcycle in a cardigan? In a cardigan. It, it, yeah, it, there's a lot of cardigans in this episode, too. Oh, Joey is wearing cardigans as well later on. I mean, it's the late 80s. There's yeah. a lot of cardigans were a big thing. But yeah, I just, I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, did he button it up before he got on the bike so that it didn't blow know. in the wind? I don't know. Maybe his uh, leather jacket was at the dry cleaners, right? So he had to And sub, how did we not sub. hear this motorcycle come roaring up into the backyard? <laughs> through well, the, you know. The alley and side yard or the Gibbler's backyard? I don't know. It just, mm. anyway. Again, you're asking way too many questions know, for a I know, sitcom. I know, I know. Too many questions for a sitcom. Focus on the sweater. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So Jesse yells for everybody to gather around, and he confidently says, guess who's playing at Slim's this weekend? DJ guesses uh, George Michael, Bon Jovi, while Steph asks Barbie and the Rockers. An excellent choice. <laughs> excellent choice. Yes. And uh, Jesse's like, no, it's me. So everyone congratulates him. Yay. And Jesse mentions, well, he has to find a way to fill up the club with people. So Steph assures him that his worries are over. I'll tell the whole first grade. Oh, Perfect. So We're all in. Yep. Yeah. All, all 30 of them are going to fill that club. All 30. Yeah. We'll be dressed in three trench coats all stacked on top of each other to get in, but it'll be fine. <laughs> yes. So Danny laughs and says he's got a great idea. Why doesn't your band play on my talk show Friday morning? Jesse squeezes his face and admits, I love this man. Danny has him hold that thought, though, because first the band has to audition for his producer. So Jesse leans back and says, hey, I'm there for you, babe. 
So Jesse suggests that Danny come to their gig tonight and help him pick out a song for the audition. Danny mimics Jesse and says, hey, I'm there for you, babe. Danny tells the girls he'll be out late, so Joey will be in charge. Joey picks up Michelle and announces that he's going to run her bath. He looks at Michelle and mutters, hey, I'm there for you, babe, and walks upstairs. The great comedy rule of threes. Yeah, that's right. So Steph and DJ walk over to the dining table as DJ expresses how this worked out perfect. Steph exclaims, good. What worked out perfect? DJ explains that Joey will let them stay up late to watch Tiffany live from Tokyo. Let me tell you how excited I was. Another Japan reference, right? I was like, Tokyo, we've just been setting ourselves up to travel there 30 some odd years later. And also Tiffany. Tiffany, like yeah. it doesn't get better than this. Yeah. I was such a huge fan of Tiffany back in the oh, day. So oh, I think I was very excited about this. <laughs> so Steph agrees that yes, this does work out perfectly. Yeah. DJ mentions if Joey gives them any trouble, they will hit him with a secret weapon. The girls smile at each other and simultaneously say, the bunny nose, while scrunching their noses. Mine was less of a scrunch and more of just a direct nostril flare, which was really, I like <laughs> scrunching it, but I could flare them, you know, well, but it wasn't. Yeah. Right? It, look, you were flaring. You were, you were flaring your I nostrils can, I can't, quite aggressively. I can flare my nostrils. It's a strange talent. So put that on your resume. Nostril, aggressive nostril Aggressive nostril flaring, yeah. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure every one of our listeners can attest that we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And I carry around quite a few of them myself. I know when I bottle up my problems and emotions, it can start to have a negative effect in my day-to-day life. Therapy is my safe space where I can get things off my chest and figure out how to solve the things that are weighing me down. Seriously, therapy is an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And whether you're aiming to set new boundaries, something that is sometimes missing in our episodes, uh, (laughs) or learn positive coping skills, or learn to heal from trauma, therapy can help. With BetterHelp, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowRude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowRude. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. So we cut to Joey's room. 
And with a notepad in his hand, Joey tells Stefan DJ that he's working on a new impression for his act. He tells them it's Bullwinkle talking to Bill Murray, and he mimics a conversation between the two. Steph and DJ applaud him, and Joey does his classic catchphrase, cut it out. Did you know, I believe, that Dave actually did the voice of Bill Murray on the animated Ghostbusters series? Yes, that's right. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, yeah. there's a lot of little, like a little Easter egg yeah. things in here. I love it. Uh, DJ looks at Steph and says aloud, isn't it fun hanging out with Joey? Steph responds, the funnest. Let's do something fun with Joey tonight. Yeah. If kids suggest hanging out with you, Mm. be suspicious. They're up to something. DJ opens the TV guide, which, hello, this is a time capsule right here. Oh, the The TV TV guide? guide. If you handed that to a teen now, you were like, do you know what this is? They'd be like, what sort of strange scroll is this? Yeah. What are these numbers and little boxes? And what, why are these times? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how is, we would know what was on TV was, on TV. was with the was TV, TV guide. guide. And I have quite a few TV guides that we were on the cover of oh, for Full man. House. We had oh. we, my mom saved everyone. And TV guide, there were articles. There mm-hmm. were th- telling you it was people. like a, a, a magazine and a guide all yeah. in one. It was yeah. very useful. TV guide was popular. It was there mm-hmm. was always one or 17 sitting on your parents' <laughs> coffee table. Your grandma collected them right next to the Reader's Digest. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, Reader's Digest is a great I publication. Love Reader's Digest. I to this day would still read Reader's Digest. Uh, so DJ opens the TV guide and exclaims, "Hey Joey, look what's on the tube." an educational special about Japan. Yeah, and we're going to need to know this 30-something years later, Joey. (laughs) Right? Foreshadowing before we even knew it. Yeah. (laughs) Steph shouts, it's our lucky day, and she gives a few winks to her sister, and I love how hard you're trying to wink. I'm still just as good at winking, by the way. I tried doing this the other day. I I did something to Mescal, and I was like, and he was like, are you, (laughs) what happened? Are you okay? It looks this like part? you have a piece of dust in your eye or... Yeah. No, it's like I don't but know the what. whole side of my face has to go on. It looks more like I'm straining myself or, I don't, I don't know, hurting myself or something. Anyway, I'm still, I'm still great at winking. Well, you, you're moving both of your eyebrows as you're trying to wink. It's like, a, it's like a full face. No, I can't <laughs> even do that. <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, as a six-year-old, it's very cute. Right. No, I, can't, I can flare my nostrils, so but I can't wink. That's what we've learned in this episode. So Joey walks over to see this educational special about Japan and opens the TV guide asking, would it happen to be Tiffany live from Tokyo? And DJ nods and Joey reminds them that it's a school night and Tiffany will be live in Japan until 10.30 p.m. Steph reacts, 10.30? It's a good thing I took a nice long nap today. Yeah. But Joey questions why Steph took a nap if she didn't know that this would be on until just now. Yeah, because kids love taking naps. Oh, yes. <laughs> Willingly. Willingly. Willingly like, you know, without prompting. I'm going to take a nap. I'm a little, feeling a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> so Stephanie is confused by this, by her own actions, and she asks oh, DJ. Often. Wh- often confused by my own actions. <laughs> she says, DJ, why did I do that? And DJ says, oh, well, a woman's intuition. There you go. I, we Just know throw out women's intuition and nobody will question Nobody it. can argue with that. We know things. Yeah. And we do. <laughs> but Joey knows exactly what is going on. And he says, you little tricksters waited until your dad left to ask me because you know that he would have said no. DJ looks at Steph and does the bunny nose while Steph winks back at her. 
Joey leans, uh, Steph leans into Joey saying, please, and crawls up to him to give him the bunny nose right on his cheek. What is this bunny? Like what? I was trying to figure out what, this is so awkward. Like, did you find this awkward? Is this like the precursor to butterfly kisses? It's, but they're using bunny nose. I don't think it was the precursor. I think it was, we were trying to do something uh, unique instead of butterfly kisses. Maybe it was because I couldn't wink either. I don't know. They were like, just wiggle your nose. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. You know, it's just like my nostrils got big, but. You had a better motor control over your nose than your eyelashes. So maybe this is true. Just sticking your nose on someone's face is guaranteed to get you some sort of a response. Likely that they're going to just (laughs) give you what you want until you remove your nose from their face. Yeah, whatever you want, just get get off your boogers off my cheek, please. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that, and I think kids are really good at knowing like, you know, hey, look, I will just be as weird as possible until I get what I want. This is true. Kids are experts at that. True. Being as annoying as possible. when they were little and they were like, eh, and they'll just kind of, and you're like, stop, stop. And they just do it. Yeah. Constant touching. Yep. So anyway, the bunny nose, I guess, is a thing. It's a thing. In Full House, it's a thing. Yes. And Joey's like, oh, no, not the bunny nose. Uh, So they're giving giving Joey the bunny nose and he's yelling, not the double bunny nose after DJ joins in on this. Uh, finally, he surrenders, telling the girls that they can watch and he will make the popcorn. Woohoo! Yeah. Girls begin chanting, Joey, 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 and he leaves the room. Steph turns to DJ and says, Next time we go straight for the bunny nose. Always. Always. It's a lesson to live by. Oh, yeah. So then we cut to the living room later that night where Joey, DJ, and Steph are singing and dancing in front of the TV to Tiffany Live from Tokyo. They're singing, I think we're alone now with very cool choreographed dance moves. Oh my So goodness. into it. You I are was so living into it. for this. Ugh. Your dance, there's nothing better than your dancing in just, mm, any of these episodes. Mm, mm, like I am like just so head good. bobbing and I what am I? I am going off. But I love that song. I love Tiffany. I love, I love this I song. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was getting it. When I say I fell down a rabbit hole and just, I looked up this concert, I watched part of it. I wanted to see actually, because, you know, New Kids on the Block were opening for Tiffany in 1988. So I was like, oh, were the new kids there? They were not. I confirmed, I consulted with my new kids expert friends and confirmed the new kids did not open for her at this um, particular performance. Got it, got it. And actually But this was an actual performance, Tiffany, like in Tokyo. Yes, yes. It took place on October 18th, 1988. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, no, this was this was wow. a real life thing, and it, she was fantastic. She was just love it. You know, the production values weren't as extravagant back in 1988, but but Tiffany that was, was it was just the performance. It. I didn't, you know, nobody needed to ride in on a flying horse. No, no, there's no special effects. There's no pyrotechnics. It's just Tiffany and her awesome voice. Yeah, yeah. and I and loved it's just it. Tiffany, and she thinks that she's alone now. Yeah, she's she's no selling fire, it. No oh. fireworks, nothing. Just I think I'm alone now on stage. <laughs> It's so great. Oh, I loved this scene so yeah, that, much. I really did. Like the dancing was, and it was the pajamas and my little hair clip curler. Yes. I was just feeling it. I had a little, the, we got the spin. It was great. Yeah. Like a little Egyptian moment yeah. there. Did you guys come up with these dance no, moves? No, that or? was like, the, okay, before anyone is like, that's, you know, you can't say that or whatever. That was a dance move back in the thing. Was like that was a walk like walk an Egyptian. Like yeah. Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. It, that I, was I realized a, that a is not how people choreography. Walk. Yeah, but that was a dance move back then. So, 
And it was nice. it was great. You guys looked so cute. And, and yeah. Dave, my neck Dave isolations were really killing it in there. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you were. Oh, I love this. I, I anyway, watched it, was it so over fun. And watching and over. it with Dave and our little spins and our move, it was just fabulous. It's great. I wanted to be there, man. It was so cool. But then DJ and Stephanie see that Danny has walked in the front door. And so they subtly start pointing towards the front door. And Joey thinks this is just another dance move. So he continues singing. And when he finally sees Danny, he nervously sings, don't think we're alone now. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. Joey says hi to Danny and Danny greets everyone with a smile. He even looks at the TV and giggles, saying sarcastically, hi, Tiffany. Then he grabs the remote and says, bye, Tiffany, and turns off the TV. Joey admits that the girls asked if they could stay up a little late. And DJ interjects, saying, we had no idea he would say yes. It's true. Joe, kids will ask. I mean, kids are like, I'm just going to, I might as well ask. I don't blame him. Don't yeah. blame him at all. Worked out well. Uh, Joey also emphasizes that this was an educational program. Danny raises his eyebrows, asking Tiffany, and Joey corrects, uh, Tiffany live from Tokyo. And he said, it's coming to them live via satellite from one of Japan's oldest and most sacred malls. Is that where she actually played? Was it a Japanese mall? I don't know. I couldn't oh. tell. I don't think so. But, you okay. know, it didn't actually say in the YouTube that I was watching. So I don't it. know. Okay. But it was, you know, for the joke, the joke has to work. So he right, made the right, joke right. work. DJ yawns and stretches, telling them, oh, it's been a long day. Steph mimics her behavior and says she is bushed. Yeah, just <laughs> ready to get out of this room. <laughs> Joey copies them, saying he can barely keep his eyes open. DJ and Stephanie say goodnight to their dad before rushing up the stairs. Joey tries to leave as well, saying, good night, dad, when Danny responds, hold it, son. He breaks it to Joey, you're a soft touch. You let those girls take advantage of you. Joey knows this, but he doesn't want to be the bad guy. Danny explains to Joey that as a parent, sometimes you have to say no. And he assures Joey that if you put your foot down, they will respect you more. This is Parenting 101 right here. He, Danny is so right. And it's so hard to do. Look, I it is. I all the time will be like, that's it. I am not. And they're like, well, what? And I'm like, okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to be consistent. They wear you down. And they wear, yeah, they you, wear down. you down. They know. Yeah. They yeah. know. And when you're the new guy, like Joey, mm. they go, they, kids know. They, the they go for the weakness. Yep. Yeah. They know that he's a softy and they exploit they, it. They, yep. They pulled out the bunny nose. They were like, look, we will attack you with cuteness. And it worked. So Joey takes this in and he decides to act tough. And he tells Danny he will no longer be Mr. Pushover. He can be as tough as any authority figure in this house. Then Joey turns to the TV saying he should probably tape the rest of that special for the girls. Joey. Very considerate. <laughs> Danny gives him a look and Joey restates, well, but they'll watch it when I tell them they can watch it. And then he puffs up his chest trying to look all tough. <laughs> right. So then we cut to the set of Wake Up San Francisco, where Jesse and the Rippers are performing Devil with a Blue Dress on. I, I have to say, though, I, I said it first. I was like, wait, who are these imitation Rippers? And right. then I realized I think one of the Rippers, I, I couldn't tell if it was Lanny or not. One of uh, what I think one of them I've seen before. Oh. We've never had the blonde female backup singer. No, we had um, somebody on keyboards that wasn't Gary. No, and I then don't the drummer. The drummer. The drummer's um, wearing scrubs for some reason. Like, what? Who are these people? These are not who, rippers. I, that's what I said. Who are these rippers? And what 
are they doing? Is, I wonder if this is the riffraff from Blackie and the riffraff. Like, where, right? where did they come from? Were the original rippers I, unavailable I this week? I feel like the rippers are sort of like um, Menudo, that band, in that they just, they have existed for, you know, whatever, 30 years, and it's they just keep switching out members. <laughs> You know, just, and you're like, wait, just, they sort of look vaguely. I don't know. They kind of all had long hair. Yeah. And then you just go with it. So, yeah, you just throw in some mullets. It, you know, they're yeah, interchangeable. Just throw in some mullets, throw in a ripper. <laughs> that's yeah, it'll be fine. Well, it's part of the reason why I'm like, these aren't rippers because there's not nearly enough mullets on the stage. Not, so, n- well, mullets is- were I think maybe we were in now in our like late 80s hair band sort of, um, you know, the, the, the Nelson brothers or whatever, yeah. and, uh, or Nelson and, uh, yeah. you know, hair, hair metal, hair metal was a thing. So you needed yeah. hair okay, to have the metal. I don't know. You needed I'm longer just hair. Well, I'm just making up things. All I know is there wasn't a rat tail and I'm, we're all better for it. I can't, I, I almost couldn't watch this scene because there's no mullets, no rat, no rat tails. And, right? uh, imitation and also rivers. no drum playing, which by the way, what I, I've, wrote in the thing was I was like if you watch the drum kit in the back of the thing there's not a symbol moving there's not the symbols are complete (laughs) he's like not even hitting him his foot is next to the well because you can't I mean you you know you have to have like silencers and stuff on when you play and it's kind of a pain and you still get the clattering and all that so it was just faking but I was like looking at it and the symbols just are like still and the drums and yeah I was like oh there's just all I mean, sorts of faking it. All, not like all I can this. say anything about faux playing an instrument. So <laughs> I'm not throwing no one under the bus. I was just saying, if you look, yeah. well, they were directed to to fake play of course, or to not of course, make it. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not judging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not judging. Yeah, not judging. Not judging just, at all. No, it was funny. Uh, so the song finishes, and Danny asks Mr. Strobridge what he thinks. Uh, he responds with some enthusiasm. I don't know about I don't know much about music, but I know what I like. Danny asks if he liked it, and Mr. Strobridge ponders the question, admitting, hmm, he doesn't know. Becky jumps in to suggest a fun idea. After the band does their song, Danny should do a number with them. (laughs) Jesse sarcastically asks, that's your fun idea? Danny tells Becky that this is her show, too, and he suggests that she sing with the band. Becky says, no, no, (laughs) the audience loves to see you embarrass yourself. Mr. Strobridge loves this idea. He says he would love to see it. And Danny confesses, well, I would love to as well, but don't forget, I'll be judging the Miss Kadota Fig pageant in Fresno. Apparently Fresno's I, I, a the, hot spot for Kadotas. Kadota is figs. it a hot spot for figs? Like, I don't, I don't. Well, yeah, I, don't Fre- I mean, the Central Valley is a, is a, you know, it's the, what they say, the breadbasket of the oh, nation. Okay. And we have. Okay, so maybe there's there's a plethora of Kadota figs. There's Yeah, there's a lot of across. agriculture, of- but I've never heard of a Kadota. Anyway. So Jesse walks over saying, that's right, fig judging, which prompts Danny to admit that he'll have no time to rehearse with the band. Ugh. Jesse reiterates this, saying that Danny would need a lot of rehearsal. He's not exactly a rock and roll animal. Mr. Strobridge says, well, he can get another band if that's the case. And Jesse quickly responds, on the other hand, he does have that Mick Jagger quality. Danny purses his lips and nods in agreement. Looking just like Mick Jagger. (laughs) So back in the kitchen, Steph and Michelle are at the dining table while Joey is on the phone with Mrs. Gibbler, sounding extremely worried. By the way, have we ever, there's, I'm like, this is the first time Mrs. Gibbler's been contacted, isn't it? 
Well, she did come to retrieve. No, she did come. She's never come to the house. There was one episode where she was downstairs waiting for Kimmy. She's like, oh, this someone said Mrs. Gibbler's downstairs waiting for you. But it's very rare. It's very rare that Mrs. Gibbler is called or referred to or even... Now Joey's asking her where where DJ is, yeah. and it's like, why would Mrs. Gibbler know? She doesn't even know where Kimmy is half right. the time. But okay, Joey's desperate. Joey's very worried, and so he's calling Mrs. Gibbler to find out where DJ is. Mrs. Gibbler apparently on the other end of the line says no, she doesn't know where DJ is, and Joey is worried sick. He asks, if you hear from her, please tell her I want her home immediately. Michelle meanwhile has a bowl of broccoli in front of her, and tells Steph, cookie. Stephanie denies her a cookie and waves a piece of broccoli in front of her, explaining that she can eat a magic little green tree. Michelle responds, Steffi, eat. And Steph looks distraught, asking, Steffi, eat broccoli? Get real. Yeah. (laughs) No happy little trees. I get it. Well, there wasn't even like, there's no cheese or like, it's just just uncooked broccoli. Here's just a a thing of broccoli. Steamed with a little... Sea salt? Raw? I don't know. I don't know. Raw broccoli? I don't know. Raw. I it could have been cooked. You think it was cooked? It oh, looked cooked. Okay. It was right. it was a darker green. It looked steamed. Okay. Anyway. So steamed broccoli. <laughs> Still not great for kids, though. No condiments. <laughs> I don't know. I would have said no to. I would have asked for a cookie instead as well. Indeed. So a worried Joey walks up to Steph and asks if DJ has ever been late like this before. Uh, Stephanie tells him, I don't think so, but everything before I was five is a little bit fuzzy. At this moment, DJ casually walks through the back door wearing her karate outfit, and Joey gives her a very relieved hug. DJ smiles, saying, oh, it's nice to see you too. Joey points out that she is an hour late. She apologizes and tells him that they all hung around after karate class to plan their strategy for the big tournament on Saturday. She asks Joey what he made for dinner, and when she sees nothing, she happily requests that they order pizza. And just the, I loved Can- how Candace played this. And the second oh. she walked in, like, "Hey, how's it going?" Just nothing's wrong. I was like, "I, my kids mm-hmm. have done this." Walked Zach, in the like door, just like, wrong. "Hey, how's it going?" And you're like, "I've been calling you, huh? Oh no, it's fine, but I'm here now." And you're like, oh. "You right." This is so true to life. Yep. She's just blowing off yeah. Joey's concerns. Just act like nothing. Just nothing like happened. this isn't a big deal. I'm here now. Right. Yeah. Just and distract with pizza requests. Yes. Like, yeah, just I don't is, even think, though, that she's like distracting. I think she, it's just like a it's just a kid obliviousness. I think it's just one of those kid things where they're like, yeah, what's the big deal? Like I was at my karate thing. I was talking to my friends about a thing. And then like I came home. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, that's it's true. You know? She's she's she just does not feel any of this. They don't urgency. understand the panic of a parent. No, no, you don't. And you don't until you are a parent. Until you, you just are don't. right. You're like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I worried you. So Joey tells her that he was scared to death. He didn't know what happened to her. DJ reassures him that she was fine. She was with all of her friends. It's no big deal. And he says, it's a very big deal. And he follows her out into the living room. Yeah. Now you would have been like, oh, she's here on Life 360 and then done. Yeah. The storyline We're going to run out of sitcom storylines with cell phones. (laughs) They've ruined everything. Yeah. You think, yeah. Think of how many storylines could not happen now because storylines, movies, all sorts of things. Because now we have cell phones. You don't right. need to go find a pay phone down the street yeah. and have, happen to have a quarter. Yeah. And on it's hand. not like no. they cause problems of their own, you know, cell phones right. for society. So we're going to totally <laughs> run out of things to talk about. So Joey sternly tells DJ that she knows the rules. He asks why she didn't pick up the phone and call him. DJ is not taking this seriously. And she just says that she forgot. 
Joey scolds, that is no excuse. If your father was here, you would have remembered to call. DJ's confused by Joey's behavior, and he explains that it's because he was worried sick, but she doesn't seem to care. DJ tells him, don't have a cow, which infuriates Joey, prompting him to say, that's it. This weekend, you are grounded. Oh, no. DJ stops in place and turns towards Joey. She reminds him, this weekend is my karate tournament. I've been practicing for months. Joey stands his ground, telling her that she will just have to miss it. (gasps) DJ argues that she can't miss it. She boldly claims that when Danny gets home, he will unground her. Joey counters and reminds her that he's in charge and that she is grounded. DJ refuses to accept Joey's punishment, saying, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my father. Ooh, ouch. This is this ouch. is such a good scene. This but is so such a great scene. Oh, yeah. It's it's very well done. It's great seeing Dave as this like authority yeah. figure finally. Yeah, Serious Dave shows up. We we always joke about Serious Dave, um, because Dave is, you know, rarely ever serious, but sometimes Serious Dave comes out when he's having to, yeah. you know, parent or mm-hmm. do something like that. And this was uh Joey Joey brought out a little bit of Serious Dave. He did. He did. I loved well, it. Although I, loved I do, watching it. If you were grounding your kid, would you ground them from the karate tournament that you have likely been like paying for? Heck no. No. These it would Joey be one of those know how expensive these lessons Right. That's are. my thing as I was like, <laughs> no, you're all you would be able to do is go to the karate tournament and then come home. For me. Yeah. Well, but I guess I if you've never grounded this. a kid before, you're like, nope, nothing. You get nothing. And you're like, well, sometimes Yes, this is just like a blanket punishment of like right. you're grounded the whole weekend but right. as parents we know like I wouldn't ground Felicity from show choir right her show choir performances last weekend because then she'd be letting down the entire, the entire show choir right. by not showing up right so um yeah I didn't I didn't totally love this particular punishment I agree with grounding her well I think that's kind not, of probably the point is that most parents would be like oh well she's got to go to the karate tournament you know what I mean and like that's yeah. kind of the thing that like as a parent you have to negotiate but like right. Joey's trying to be tough and so yeah. he you know and I know I do this sometimes where you just overreact. You're like, you yeah, nothing. That's it. And you're like, okay, that was ridiculous. I may have overreacted. Yes. It's like a knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. to her petulant. Oh, right. you can't, you know, you can't, you can't yeah, punish me. Oh, that, what's oh. the big deal? Don't have a cow. I would oh. I would snap to it. I'd be yeah. like, you're grounded. Yep. Not thinking about um, all of the, the consequences of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can see why DJ's upset. I can see why Joey's upset. I can, I can see both sides for sure. <laughs> Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I need to get away and pack up the car and break free to embark on an adventurous weekend. What do you say, A.B.? Will you, uh, will you come with me? Well, how will we get there, Jody Sweeten? Well, may I suggest the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Oh, I have seen this car. It is stunning. Right? I am loving the new Hyundais. And the features make it the perfect vehicle to pack up the family and get away. There's available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, which is perfect when you have two kids who both want to stare at their phones rather than talk to you. I speak Mm. from experience. (laughs) Relatable. The Santa Fe's entire existence is to make sure it can take you on any adventure, stress-free and ready to relax. What do you say, Andrea? How about we like, you know, time travel isn't real, but what if we like take it back to the the late 80s and go on a phone-free weekend somewhere? Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go to Joshua Tree. Where there's not even cell cell, no, cell phone service. Perfect. We let's go on a let's go on a little weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. Out. We'll make we'll make it like it's 1988. No yes. phones. No nothing. I'm gonna braid my hair into a rat tail and <laughs> bring a guitar to sing like a ripper. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna put my hair up in a scrunchie with my with perm my permed hair <gasps> and uh, head on out in in the Hyundai. So if you want to just escape your house filled with kids or your sister's widowed husband and your jingle writing partner, just go up to the snow and sing acapella with your Ripper's bandmates. This is the car to do it. Well, that is if you don't already own a motorcycle and maybe have a helmet. (laughs) Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So we have a tense commercial break, and then we are back in the kitchen where Joey offers Michelle an egg shaped as the sun with little rays made of cheese. Michelle leans in with her big eyes and says, cookie. (laughs) Joey looks disappointing, saying he knows he's not her father, but it would make him very happy if she ate some breakfast. Michelle, in the sweetest voice, says, okay, Joey. (laughs) He feeds her a piece of cheese and follows it with a kiss on the cheek. That was so sweet. one kid's listening. At least one kid is nice and caring yeah. and, and, yeah, complies with his requests. <laughs> Jesse walks down the stairs with his guitar case in hand, looking very spiffy. What is that coat is, it's, again, shoulder pads. Oh, like yeah, big ones. They, like shoulder pads so large they make John's head look tiny, you know? <laughs> Like, and that's it, hard to do. And that's hard. Yeah, like he's got all that hair and everything. But you're like, wow, those are really out there. And like- It was a choice. James, like, uh, like Neo in the Matrix or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. He looked- just He's dressed some sunglasses. up. Is, is, is he his... riding his motorcycle in this? Does he look like oh. Batman with a thing just flashing behind him? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he'll be okay because he's got those shoulder pads to save him. So 
Right. He, he doesn't need any, any other no, padding. No. He's got no. shoulder padding. Yeah, he doesn't even need exactly. a helmet because he'll hit the shoulder pads before he ever gets to the <laughs> head. So. Yes. so Jesse has a lot of energy. As he says good morning, he reminds Joey to watch him on Danny's talk show this morning. Joey asks if Jesse has seen DJ today. And Jesse admits, yes, I have. And you're not her favorite guy this morning. Joey sighs. He looks defeated. Jesse admits that something had to be done about DJ's lateness, but he's glad that he didn't have to be the one to do it. This is driving Joey nuts that DJ is still mad at him. To relieve the tension, he declares that he's just going to let her off the hook. Mm. Jesse stops him, telling him, as someone who got grounded a lot back in the day, he and his father would get into big arguments, but they would eventually blow over. He tells Joey that he's doing the right thing. I agree. You can't, yeah. you can't back down. You oh. can't show weakness to these tweens, happens to these teens. It happens. Because Ooh. it does. It sucks. It sucks being mad. This is the worst feeling. This is the right. worst feeling. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for Joey. Jesse walks over to Michelle and asks if she's done with her breakfast. He reaches towards her plate and Michelle smacks Jesse's hand away. He tells her, ooh, I guess not. He asks for some good luck and leans in to give Michelle a little raspberry before saying goodbye. And she looks so much older in this episode. Like, I know yeah, she's in her, they, the toddler well, you know phase that, now, but how those babies are, they all of a sudden will just change. Oh. And you're like, oh, they look so different. Yeah. Yeah, you go away for a hiatus. You yeah. come back and it's like, wow, you've aged yeah. a year or two. Uh, so DJ runs down the stairs looking extra happy as she says good morning to Michelle, giving her a kiss on the cheek. Joey says good morning to DJ, and she responds in a very flat tone. Good day, Mr. Gladstone. DJ walks away with Joey following her, mentioning that he made her lunch. She politely declines, saying, no, thank you. I'll be purchasing my meal. The formality. A car honks, and it's DJ's ride. He tells her to have a nice day, to which she responds, I intend to. Giving him the cold shoulder. Joey turns around and Stephanie is there to tell him, don't worry, Joey, I still love you, no matter how much you punish DJ. Probably a little more because of it, as spoken like a true younger sibling. Oh, yeah. You're leaning yeah. into this. Right, You're just right. like, I ah. love you. Keep punishing her. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And then, of course, you, 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 you pull away and you say, can I eat her lunch? Like, this yeah. is such well, a Well, he probably made her thing. a better lunch to win some favor yeah. back. Steph's no She fool. wants the big girl lunch. Yeah. Yep. So next, we are back on the set of Wake Up San Francisco, and live on the show is Miss Kadota Fig. <laughs> She's explaining to Becky and Danny that figs get a bad rap. She tells them a lot of people think of it only as a filling for a Newton. And Danny is just starry-eyed, and he's got his chin in his hands. He's saying, that is fascinating. I can see why you're Miss Kadota Fig. Becky adds with a smile, well, you should. You were one of the judges. Danny takes the hint and asks, well, what else do we have for today? Becky, quite sassily, reminds him, uh, your brother-in-law's band. Okay, well, way to highlight the nepotism I was going to say, here. way to just be like, yeah, hey, we're, yeah, if you want to be on this show, you have to be related. So Danny looks at the camera and tells the viewers, oh, honestly, folks, the fact that we're related has nothing to do with him being on the show. Becky chimes in, unfortunately, due to your newfound interest in Kadota Figs, we only have time for one song. <laughs> so Danny introduces the Rippers, who will be singing Devil with the Blue Dress on. We cut to Mr. Strobridge, who's on the stage whispering, hey, Tanner, you sing. 
Becky sees this and flips around to Danny and says, oh, I've had a request for you to sing your song instead. She announces to the camera that Danny will be singing with the band. She grabs his hands to bring him on stage while Danny is reluctantly trying to refuse this. But Danny begrudgingly walks over to the band and announces, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse and the Rippers and me. I'm Danny Tanner. Jesse is so irritated and he says to him, we'll talk about it at home. Yeah. The band begins to play with Jesse singing backup and Danny talks, uh, you know, every day when you watch Wake Up San Francisco, it's because it's nice and easy. He does. Well, it's this- the, the opening spiel to Proud Mary. Oh, okay. You know, when you're, yeah, we're going to do it nice. We're going to do it nice. You're nice yeah. and easy. Well, this morning I had a little too much coffee, so we're going to do it nice and rough. <laughs> and, yeah. Get a little Tina Turner in there. He yells, hit it, boys. And Danny starts doing a crazy little dance flailing his body around while singing Proud Mary. This is peak nerdy Danny Tanner. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bob's limbs could not look any longer. Right? As he's, he's trying to dancing. imitate Tina Turner and there is just no... Oh. You, it's... It, yeah. He's, he's failing miserably, but yes. it's Flail, so Flailing miserably, rather. Yeah. Flailing miserably. <laughs> it's so great, though. He, Bob, it is so it loved... Good. I mean, again, in front of a microphone with music oh. and getting to be ridiculous, Bob's favorite activities. It's, yes, one of his favorite things and yes. he is so good at it. So suddenly DJ appears off stage and Danny notices. He accidentally adds her into the lyrics, DJ keeps on burning and the backup singers pick it up and keep singing it. Danny panics and immediately brings Becky over to the mic to sing. And she's totally getting into it. The song finishes with a bang and Danny reminds the audience that Jesse and the Rippers will be performing this weekend at Slim's. And I promise I won't be there. (laughs) Becky meets him on stage commenting on his musical skills. Danny straightens his tie and proudly states, well, I was president of the boys glee club. He's so proud. Like Mm -hmm. he's genuinely proud of this. So Becky closes out the show and Danny shouts, stay cool. Take us home boys. And Jesse is extremely upset telling Danny, take yourself home. Now why is Danny so, why is Jesse so irritated with Danny? Like this was Becky's idea. It was Mr. Strobridge's insistence. Right. I know. Yeah, basically, it's kind of like, look, Jesse, you got to come on your brother-in-law's show at the last minute. He offered you a thing. Yes, it turned into him singing, but it's his show, and that's kind of how it yes. goes. You still got to, you know. You're... Also, he's playing at Slim's, which must be a pre-Smash Club uh, oh, place. The Smash Club yeah. before the Smash Club. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Jesse's very cranky. Um, yeah. So he, he kind of walks off. Uh, then Danny walks over to DJ, asking which... what she... Why is she here? Yes. Why is she here? How did she get here? He asks her that. How did you get here? Yeah. And she says, well, Mrs. Gibbler dropped me off. Like, what? Why? How is how is Mrs. Gibbler a better parent to DJ than she is How's this kid getting on a soundstage? <laughs> hey, guys, coming in. I mean, it was the 80s. Is there, there no, no security? There was no security. It was the 80s. No. But you didn't need your, your badge to get no. in. No, anybody walks in. Well, it, yeah. was, it was, you know, Danny's daughter. I'm sure people knew who she was. Yeah, but true, still, true. just, just yeah. waved her on in. Where's her backpack? Is She's yeah. going to school. She leave it in she's Mrs. Gibbler's car? She doesn't have her lunch because she's purchasing her lunch. But right? uh, yeah, I don't know. So DJ says she needs to talk to her dad about what Joey did. Danny says that he already knows the story, but he needs DJ to get to school. Yeah. And he assures her that they will have a family meeting later today to sort everything out. Danny asks Jesse if he can give DJ a ride to school. And Jesse sarcastically responds, oh, sure. I'm your backup band. I'll be your chauffeur. 
Would you like me to come back and peel a fig for you? He's so bitter. He's so bitter. Calm down, Jesse. So next we are in the living room. Danny has everyone seated while he walks around holding a bat. He explains that they are having a family meeting because there's a family problem. Before anyone uh, who hasn't watched this is alarmed, it's like a yellow plastic wiffle ball bat. It's, oh, in yeah. no way does it's, it's it seem <laughs> at all threatening that Danny's walking yeah. around with a bat like, hey, we're having a family meeting because there's a family problem. Like, <laughs> It did Danny's, seem kind of menacing. It did yeah. seem kind of menacing yeah. if you just listened to the description. It's, it's not at all. Uh, it doesn't sound like that. Yes. Anyway. Well, as we as we see, Stephanie quickly explains. Yes. That this is the talking stick. It's like a conch. You know, it's like this well, it's is the, whoever's yeah, holding the talking. Yeah, it's a little. It's the talking stick. Whoever's holding the stick gets to talk, and only that person gets right. to talk. Um. So yes, yeah, Steph's explaining these rules, and she says, "Okay, now that I have your attention, Christmas will be coming soon. I'm getting bigger, and my bike is getting smaller." <laughs> Danny grabs the bat from her and interjects, "Who would like to start?" DJ starts saying that Joey had no right to ground her when she has a karate tournament this weekend. Danny reminds her that, well, when he's not there, he turns all responsibility over to Jesse and Joey. DJ argues that this punishment is way too unfair. But Stephanie interrupts, cheating, no stick, and gets shushed by the crowd. You're very serious about these rules of the talking stick. Right. As every younger sibling is, like, rules are everything. You, you don't care about the content of no, this no, no, family no, no. meeting. It you only care about the rules. Fair. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> just have to do it the way I do it. Right. Um, so Stephanie explains, well, hey, that wasn't talking. That was explaining. Yeah. You know, t- you know, technically she's right. Danny tells DJ that this is hard for her because this is the first time Joey has really put his foot down. Yeah. Jesse snaps and motions for the bat. He agrees with Joey 100%. You do the crime, you do the time. DJ exclaims that this meeting is not fair. Everyone is against her. She tells her dad to do something, and he says, Joey's decision is final. Everybody begins to fight and talk over one another when Joey grabs the bat out of Danny's hand and yells, stop it. Joey tells everyone to sit down and listen to what he has to say. He starts, Danny... You told me if I put my foot down, the girls would respect me. Now DJ hates me and my foot. Danny butts in. DJ was the one who came in late without calling. Why are you blaming yourself? Joey tells him that this whole thing started when he tried to be Mr. Discipline, and that's not him. He says the best thing about this family is all the love and great times we have together. His family was always fighting, and he doesn't want to go through this again. I really feel for Joey. You know, we don't get a lot of his backstory in Full House, but he's alluded to it a couple of times that he didn't have the greatest childhood. And he's a comedian. Uh, so that sort of, yeah, you know. That, that kind of tracks, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we we come back to this 30-something years later in Fuller House during the yeah. engagement party episode where Joey and Kimmy have a moment right. um, at this at the in a closet or somewhere at this party uh, where Joey's talking about how Joey and Kimmy bond over how their childhoods really yeah. sucked and how they saw the Tanners as their extended family, as yeah. their real family. And I'm just like, oh, I really feel Aww. for these types of characters, you know? 
and I think a lot of the Full House audience could relate to this, that yeah. the, like, they use the Tanners as their extended family. They wish they could be part of the Tanner family. This yep. is a universal feeling. It's true. Aww. So Jesse tells him that there is no such thing as a family that doesn't fight. Even Herman Munster yelled at poor little Eddie once in a while. Danny emphasizes that the love, fun, and discipline all go together. When you're in this family, you're in all the way. He tells Joey that he did the right thing, and DJ deserves to be punished. Danny turns to face DJ and says, right, DJ? She throws her arms up in the air, saying she gives up. She won't go to her karate tournament, but she's not going to be happy about it. She runs upstairs, and Joey follows after her. Steph announces that she has the names of everybody who talked without the stick. <laughs> and she and starts- keeping track. She's, keep, she's got receipts. Yeah. She starts rattling off all of the names when Jesse and Danny rush <laughs> over to her and playfully tickle her. This was <laughs> so cute. I could tell you were really laughing too oh, yeah. with them. It's so great. And I love this scene. I love- yeah. The family meeting. It shows how families work together to For solve sure. these problems. For sure. And I, I kind of side with the adults. If Joey backs down, the kid, the kids are never going to respect yeah. him no. again. So I agree. So next we are in the girls' room. DJ is putting away her karate outfit as Joey walks in, asking to talk to her. She says, sure, I'm not going anywhere, remember? Joey pulls up a chair and says he's worried about what's happening between them. He's known her his whole life, or he's known her her whole life. He was at the hospital when she was born. Joey reminisces about the first time he saw her, saying, well, you were fine, but I was sobbing hysterically. He says he did her a big favor that day. Her parents wanted to name her Farah. And DJ's face scrunches up. Farah? Joey convinced them that they couldn't name their daughter after a hairstyle. Now, for those of you that don't know, here's a little moment of explanation. So um, <laughs> Farrah was Farrah Fawcett, who recently has passed in the last few years, mm -hmm. and she had that feathered hair. There's a lot of you that might know that, but it was called the Farrah. Much like when Jennifer mm -hmm. Aniston had her famous haircut, it was called the Rachel. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yes, to anyone who's under the age of 30 and listening to right. this. They're like, Farrah who? Right. Yeah. That, that, that's your, there's your explainer there you right yes. there. Um, so Joey says that he thought that they would become closer by living together. But now that he's like a parent, he realizes that that might be changing things. DJ has this glum look on her face, admitting that she never pictured him punishing her. But Joey didn't either. He, reiter he reiterates how scared he was when he didn't hear from her last night. We hear the violins start, and DJ finally appears to be taking in what Joey is saying. She apologizes for all the mean things she said to him. He tells her, I love you so much, and she smiles, saying, I love you too, Joey. They give each other a big hug, and DJ says, if it weren't for you, I'd be Farrah Joe Tanner. And they both scrunch up their noses and say, ew. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> Joey admits that he's new at this discipline thing. He knows he should ground her, but grounding her this weekend was a little unfair. DJ is filled with excitement, asking if she can go to her karate tournament after all. When Joey says yes, she pulls him in for another hug, saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. She tells him, you're going to make a great dad. He asks, well, why? Because you got what you wanted? And she responds, no, because you were fair. Bingo. 
Yeah, fine. Yeah, finally, he. It was. It was fair. I still would have gone for the like. All right, fine. You're grounded for everything else this weekend. You can go to the karate tournament. Yes, I I agree. Because I also well, feel like says, then you got to kick it out the next weekend. Now we're two weeks away. That's always my thing. Is like we're now we're two weeks away from the incident, and it feels like right. it's the they're like you know, you got to get that instant. It's like you know, the dog pees on the rug. You got to immediately be the like instant. No. Other, right. Otherwise, they're like I don't know why you're doing this. Right. True. Very yeah. true. Yeah. I now that I think about it, that's yeah. I would have right. taken away everything except the like, no, no friends, no right. TV. Right. He can't take away her phone. But right. yeah, he would yeah, take, you, away right. take away the else. phone. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But instead, Joey, um, he pushes the punishment to the following weekend All where right. she will be grounded. And DJ says, "But wait, I have plans to go horseback riding with Kimmy." And Joey crosses his arm. He sees right through her. And DJ laughs and says, well, you know I had to try. She agrees, okay, just karate. And the two break out into a karate stance, playfully fighting each other as the credits roll. And that is our show. So cute. Such a nice scene between Dave and Candace. Yeah, and it was like a really good episode about, you know, again, the like watching how Jesse and Joey are kind of learning how to step into this parent thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I mean, do, they, I do. That's all parents, right? Even if they're your kids, you're like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Should yeah. I do this? Is this too mean? Is this too much? But I do like how this, this episode explored the, a storyline about a relationship between two people who are not biologically related, right. but they are, you know, for all right. intents and purposes, parent and child. Right. And so there's a lot of different dynamics involved in that. And yep. so this episode tackled it beautifully. It really did. And gave Dave some great material to work with. We got yes. to see serious Joey, disciplinary. We got to see him struggling with with this decision. I, yeah. I just thought it was great. It great was, it episode. Really was. It was a good and episode. And I like that the whole family was involved in this A storyline too, right. with the family meeting and the talking stick. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just between Joey and, and DJ. Yeah, it was like, it let's have a, it really showed the family coming together and being like, let's figure out how to do this, all of us together. Yeah. So great messages there. Did you have an everywhere you look moment? Oh, I got a ton of them. Okay. I got, well, it's all in one room though. Uh, mine <laughs> is too. And I have a feeling I know what room it is. Oh, yes. Well, Joey's room. Yep. <laughs> There's a ton of new things in Joey's what? room. <laughs> so my, what in the Ronald Reagan poster was that? <laughs> I don't know if anybody else saw, but everywhere you look in the background of in Joey's room, there is a poster of like a cartoon drawing of Ronald Reagan but like on the body of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's oh, something funny. that I feel like we've only really seen in the last four to eight years uh, where, the, where <laughs> someone's put on a ridiculous looking body like that, except this was obviously a joke. And right. But it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot. And where did they find this? Like, where is this something that was, did they buy this at a store? Oh, no. It did looked they? like a it looked like a Mad Magazine drawing esque sort of uh, like you know what I mean like kind of a it was like a caricature. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was like a caricature of like a just ripped Ronald Reagan, and <laughs> I had a lot. That's not of how I picture Ronald Reagan. <laughs> hey, Reaganomics. That, that was <sighs> yeah. Uh, that just, was, all the rage. Yeah. Back in the eighties, <laughs> done wonders for us for the last few decades. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 that was, I was like, I didn't, uh, I also didn't peg Joey as like a, a Reagan voter, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it was, I, I think it was just That's more so of a random. weird caricature and like he could probably do a good Ronald Reagan imp- impression. 
True. Right. True. It was yeah. right when when we were still like, oh, look at the funny old man. Right. It was, yeah. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of goodies what, in this what room. What were there's yours? The, the the Popeye and olive oil dolls that were right? adhered to the wall. Popeye and olive oil and the the villain too. The big uh, something was it Pete? No. Oh, the, are you talking about the the big guy in the yellow? Suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Brutus. 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 That's right. That's right. Or um, we had a different name too. But yeah, Brutus yeah. It was his name. Um, Brutus is there. There's a giant Mr. Potato Head behind Joey at one point, which I think maybe we've seen that before. We've seen, the Potato Head has been in the alcove. Yeah, okay. So yeah. we've seen that before. We've seen the Potato Head. Um, there's a Pink Panther doll above his bed. Saw the Pink Panther. Dun- there's a Charlie Chaplin like figurine thing and a Betty Boop cut out. All of this is like on the, okay. the little half wall above, right, right. above his bed. Um, and yeah, those are, that's all, everything I wrote okay. down. All, like yeah. His, Joey's room also always has some interesting things and he like now Peavy's has Playhouse. the dummy, excuse me, the mannequin, oh, preferred the mannequin. nomenclature. Um, the, the mannequin, uh, is now just wearing like Red Wings jersey or whatever. We've stopped changing it, but it had True. a, like a hockey mask on like Jason, which yeah, can you imagine if that. you woke up in the middle of the night and there was a life-size mannequin in your in your room dressed as Jason? That would be terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Like, can we at least take the mask off? Come on. He's yeah. got all the other, like, padding and gears. I mean, not like that would be any less terrifying, just some mannequin <laughs> in your room, you know? But I guess Joe's well, used to it by now. But yeah, those were yeah. my my everywhere your looks was what oh. in the, what in the Ronald is <laughs> happening? What in the Ronald McDonald, McDonald Reagan is happening? <laughs> You can always count on Joey's room to bring out to bring some great out the everywhere you look moments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just random, but still kind of very much on brand for Joey. Yeah. Like, I'm not true. surprised by any of these things. Well, maybe the Ronald Reagan thing, but not not yeah. any of the other characters. Yeah, no. The yeah. rest of it I fully expected. <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, uh, well, another fun and fabulous episode of How Rude Tanneritos. I am so glad that you all joined us. Make sure that you are liking and subscribing wherever you're listening to the podcast so that you can make sure and get your newest episodes right when they drop. And also make sure you're following us on Instagram at How Rude Podcast. You can also send us an email at howrudepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. And make sure and join us next week when we are going to be watching Season two, episode eight, Triple Date, which mm. aired December 9th, 1988. Mm. Um, triple I Date. This isn't a, I hope this isn't another secret, right? right? I, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little afraid for I'm, this one. Uh, I, am, I am too. I saw Triple Date. I was like, the last time we went on a Triple Date with Sea Cruise. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to okay. tune in next week and see how it goes. And in the meantime, everyone, please remember, the world is small, but the house is full. Dun, 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 We're gonna have to come up with a new tagline that you can mess up. No, because I messed you it up way too good. At the, uh, messed it up okay, in the last what? episode. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, I mean, like three out of consistent. four now is correct. You know. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty like good. Twenty-five percent chance of me blowing it. <laughs> it's it's a it, people have to stay tuned to to be that's surprised. True. Will true. she that's mess true. up or not? And if yeah. you count correctly, the end at the end of the season, how many times I've screwed up you will win absolutely nothing other than knowing how many times I screwed up the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, There's guys. There's an incentive. There's an incentive. <laughs> Tune in next week. We love you, Fanaritos. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.